everybody. This is Big Ange from the All In Chronicles, and you just tuned in to experience a dose of humor, optimism, and inspiration to give you all you needed on this wonderful day. Okay, welcome Leah to the All In Chronicles with Big Ange and Melissa. We're really excited to have you today. Um, I'd like you to get started with giving us a little bio on yourself, and uh, then we're going to dive right in. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Angie and Melissa for having me on. I'm, I'm super excited to be here. This is fun. I, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's fun to come on and, and talk about all things sports and mindset stuff and mental stuff. So I am a mental health and performance coach. I work, I work with student athletes in high school. I also work with private clients, adults also as uh, someone of a, of a peak performance mindset coach, because I also do triathletes. So I'm an elite endurance athlete myself. And that's how this journey sort of started to go back a little bit is that I was doing marathons and then I got into triathlon. I mean, I didn't run my first marathon until I was 42. So I was never a runner, but then I realized there's so much, the mental game is so important to any kind of competition. And I realized that the belief system I had about myself and how the more I grew that belief, the better I was doing as an athlete, even though I was getting older, I was actually getting faster, which was like a foreign concept to me. I was like, well, that's going to be my fastest marathon because I'm the youngest I'll ever be. And I was like, no, I'm getting better. So I also was a a high school guidance counselor in my, in my school district and uh, a mother of four athletes myself. So I kind of have a lot of different perspectives on sports and competition and what it's like to be on the parent end. And I was also a varsity volleyball coach for many years at my high school. So I was also involved with it that way. And I started bringing these mindset strategies and self-care and mental health to my team, my girls on the volleyball team. And I would have them journaling and we would do wellness walks and, you know, all this stuff that I was just sort of incorporating from what I was learning as an athlete myself. I said, they loved it. The girls were like, this is, you know, are we getting our journals? Are we going to do our, our, our work today? And I said, yeah. And then I said, you know something, why can't all athletes get access to this type of mind, you know, mental training? So I wrote a proposal. I brought it to my school district. I brought it to my superintendent, my athletic director. And they were like, Nia, we love it. You're a coach, you're a mom, you're a counselor, you're an athlete yourself. Like, you know, go for it, run with it. And this is the, I'm the first and only that I'm aware of that's working as like a mental health and performance coach in a high school Mm -hmm. or high school athletes. So, you know, and what I'm seeing and learning with these kids is incredible. It's been, this is the first year I've done it. And, um, you know, we're wrapping up the year here in New York. We run late. We're still in school. We just uh, finished playoffs pretty much uh, this past week. And so it's kind of coming to an end and I'm, um, I'm going to miss it. Cause I love, I love meet with the teams and I meet with the teams I meet with kids individually. And it's been incredibly inspiring and also thought provoking. I've learned a lot about the kids and, but I'm using the, the idea of sports to connect with them. I think that's really it. You know, I, I don't go in there and say, Hey guys, like the boys lacrosse team, let's talk about our feelings. Are you guys overwhelmed? Like they would roll their eyes at me and be like, listen, lady, love you, but we don't have time for this. We have to win, you know? So, okay, let's approach it from 
how do you win? Like, what kind of mindset can you have? What's going to make your team more connected and stronger together? And how can you set goals for yourself? And how can everybody on the team show up at the same, you know, these team building, I get them all in a circle and they actually share their, their feelings about their sport and why they love it and what they want to accomplish. And it's, it's, it's been really, it's been really fun. So I use that as like a back door. Now on the side, if they want to come and talk to me, I'm available to them because they, I get them, you know, I really get, I really get what they're doing. And I understand it. I went to the high school that I work at, which makes it even more comfortable in a sense of like, I know the kind of pressure that these kids are under and being a parent on the sidelines. Wow. Like that's frightening what, what I'm hearing and I'm listening to them. Like, wow, we have, we have work to do. So I also have been working with parents and doing some parent presentations to kind of help parents be better uh, supporters of their student athletes, given that this is a different kid we're dealing with mm -hmm. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you know, this is, this is a different day and age. So yeah. that's a really long bio, Ange, and I apologize. <laughs> I love it. No, like, like I was writing stuff down and my, because I had so many questions as you were speaking, but I wasn't going to interrupt you. I, I'm getting better at that. <laughs> In this no, you did, you do, it's hard to not, to not speak. Uh, so to wrap it all up, that's kind of what I do. Uh, and again, I think the fact that, you know, I tell the kids, like I have a, I had a race a couple of weeks ago, so I'm nervous too. I'm like, oh my gosh, when I do races, I want to throw up. Like I'm so nervous. And when I do training runs and bike rides that I don't want to do, I do it anyway. Cause I, you know, I, yeah. We have goals and you got to show up every day. So I'm talking, you know, I'm walking the walk as much as I'm, I'm talking it. And I think that that's a really great place to come from, even though I'm way older than them. I don't think it matters. Like we're all athletes, but yeah. I don't know how old you are. So that's a, that's a quick, quick bio <laughs> sort of love that. Yeah. Like, I think the biggest thing that you said is just aligns with us so much is when you spoke about the fact that you want to connect with them and you have to go the different route. Like, so when Melissa and I started this, you know, we knew, we knew athletics, we knew all in, and we kind of went like right away into mental health awareness. Right. And we learned really quickly, like we're not professionals in the mental health field, but what we are in our opinion, gurus of is a mindset mentality because of the way we lived our lives, our experiences, being a coach for 23 years and a teacher, like, it was like, okay, let's go there. And how can we make that connection? And you said it perfectly. When you go a roundabout way through mindset and mentality, mental health happens anyway, yep. you know, like, and they start talking anyway. So I love that you said that. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the idea. That's yeah. the idea. You go in, you talk about how to win and how to have a good culture on the team and how to work together and how to bond. And I do talk about sometimes, are you getting enough sleep? What are you eating? Are you eating yes. properly? Because we all know that that contributes to mental health. If you're not yeah. sleeping, you're not drinking enough water, you're not eating the right foods, you're going to feel like crap. And if you feel like crap, then you're going to be more depressed. And so it all, it all works in conjunction. I'm trying to teach them a lot of things that they don't even realize. And it, no. it's interesting to see that they have, you know, they have a ways to go, but which is almost exciting because I can teach it to them and it's not yeah. like oh we've heard this before blah 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 they're like listening like wow she this is what she did and you know I tell them how I went to Hawaii into the Ironman and they're mm -hmm. like what like what that's legit like so I'm like guys this is what I did and if you want to take your your sport to another level that's mm -hmm. what they all want these are the things you have to do and yes. you're going to have moments that you're not going to be okay 
and that's okay. And that's yeah. where we commit. That's where yeah. I commit. So just like an athletic trainer, we have trainers. When you come off the field because you have an injury, the trainer patches you back up and sends you back out there. They refer you to an orthopedist or some specialist or you take a break. I'm the same thing, but for the mental side, that's how I see it. So if they're having a problem, I either, we either talk about it and then they go back out there or maybe they need more special help, like more specialized services. And I can be that liaison as well yeah. because I'm connected in the, in the town and in the area and I can refer them. So I kind of see myself a little bit like that. Yeah. Like bridging the gap. Yeah. And, yeah. And so when we like first jumped in and we did some talks, like I, I didn't bridge the gap as much. I went right into the mental health part and I lost kids sometimes. And I was just like, I can tell, I can read a room. I'm really good with people. And I was like, ah, I went too far here, right? Like because of my own story. And then it was like, really, they want to be motivated. And I had a really good friend of mine. She's like, your business is, is all in. <laughs> you can talk about mental health and spread awareness. She's like, but I want to hear about going all in. She's like, I yes. want, I want to have a parent meeting and you be there because you're teaching my kid a mentality about all in. She's like, look at the word all in. And I'm like, all right, I get it. Okay. We're new. <laughs> we're right, but that's great that you learned that. that you have yeah. awareness to be like, okay, I lost them because I went, I jumped a couple of steps. Yes, exactly. To, get them to buy in, yes. buy in, then go all in. Right. It's yeah, like, buy exactly. in and then you can teach them whatever you want. Once they, once you own them in a way, like, they will follow you and they will yeah. listen. And that's what I'm learning too. Okay. I have to ask yeah. about the parent presentations. How did they go? Because I really want to dive into that. Um, I did one in the spring. Okay. And it, I think it went well, but it, not enough. We did it on Zoom. And the it's like the people that come are the people that don't necessarily need to be there. And that's always been the case. Like that's just what happens in education a lot where I am. It's like, the ones who need to be here aren't listening. So we, we're not sure whether to make that mandatory for athletes. That's a hard thing to do to make mandatory parents come. I'm doing another parent meeting in the fall and I'm going to do it on zoom. I'm going to record this one. We're going to, I would love to do it in person and, but I don't know if people, if it's going to get an, you know, the kind of, sure. the kind of attendance we would like. But yeah. the people that listened, the feedback I got was great. This is great. But how do I get my kid to be tougher? How do you know they want to know about how do how do I teach my kid to be to have grit? They give up so easy. That's what they want to know. They want to know that stuff. Mm -hmm. so a lot of the parents that reached out to me were like, you know, my kid is a gymnast and they need help doing. So it wasn't about the parent as much as it was about the kid. Okay. Yeah, I know it's it's interesting how to break that line, like how to get these parents that really need it. Because the coaches are saying it's the parents. Like I've been trying to dive into coaches, Melissa and I, and the coaches are saying, well, it's the way they were raised. And then it's like, you have these, I have a lot of friends that have kids that are athletes and they'll come to me and I'll be like, you said what, when you got in the car? Yeah. And they're like, well, <laughs> you know, we were raised like this. They got to do this. And it I'm like, you got to roll back. And they're like, I don't understand that. I don't agree. I don't think, I think this generation is messed up, but I think some of our generation is messed up as well because we have to adjust to them. And uh, I agree I with that hundred percent. I couldn't agree with you more. That mm -hmm. is, we have to stop saying things like back in the day when yeah. I was a kid, we didn't do this. No one asked me my feelings. No one cared how I mm -hmm. felt about the workout. I just, we just did it. If the coach said, go run, we ran. We didn't ask questions. These kids ask questions. 
They, yeah. they have this, which gives yeah. them the answers to everything immediately. So yes. they want to know they need acknowledgement. They need validation. And I don't care whether you needed that when you were 18, maybe you did, but you did without it. And so it's almost like this hazing. Well, we had to go through it. Why should they get a pat on the back? Give them a pat on the back. Who cares? Stop being, yes. you know, it's like, get over yourself. I, I, yeah. I struggle with this all the time because I was a, a product of that generation. I mean, it was rub some dirt on it and keep playing. I mean, that's just, that's how I grew up. But I'm, what I'm learning from these kids is that's not, you're going to lose them. Listen, you want to get, they get in the car. I, the title of my, my presentation was the car ride home how to support your student athlete. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, okay, they know they messed up. You don't need mm -hmm. to tell them. They're mm -hmm. well aware that they yeah. missed their serve, blah, blah, whatever it was. They struck out three times. Why are you reliving re that for them? Now they're not going to come and talk to you. So yeah. it's so, but it's, it's so hard. And as, like I said, as a parent of four athletes, it's hard to do. I want to comment on my yeah. daughter's volleyball game. Sure. I, yeah know the sport I played it I coach it I'm like oh but it's and, and, and that's the thing guys like parents have to understand you're either going to get your kids either going to open up to you or they're just not so that's your choice yeah. you're not going to have the impact you think you have so they're going to go somewhere else to someone who is yeah. going to listen to them and coaches have to be trained too and like coaches Agreed. are I have a whole presentation for coaches this is the new athlete we are dealing with and yeah. I think COVID exacerbated the entire thing that was, they had more time on their phones, more time by themselves, more times, watch, more time to watch other kids and what everybody else is doing. It's this comparison culture and it's, it's real. And if we don't really address everything and listen to these kids, we're not going to have the kind of impact we want to have. Yeah. That's the reality. It is. And that's, what's hard for me is like, I want to have these conversations with the coaches and also the parents, because how did that do for us? Like, oh, we're all in a, we're, if we take a mirror and we look at ourselves and say, hey, how did that hardcore life actually yeah. go for you at 40 something we can, years? We can, do, we can do better. 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 I like that to say it that way. We can do better. Like mm -hmm. stop saying that they should be tougher and what's wrong with this generation and, you know, all of those things. That's not getting us anywhere. That's not fixing the problem. We're just complaining about what that coach is saying is they can't get through to the kid. That's yeah. their out, okay? That's their ego talking. I can't, these kids, what's wrong yeah. with these kids? It's like, that's their way of saying, I can't connect to them. Yeah. Change your habits, do better. Yes. Do better. Done. You have to learn, you have to educate yourself on how to how to impact the kids. It's It's- Get your ego, check your ego at the gym door. Leave it out yes. there. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. uh, All right, Katsy, I'm sorry. I got too excited. <laughs> hmm. No, you're good. You already touched on, you already touched on a lot of these things. I kind of want to go deeper. One year into this um, mental health performance coaching at your school, what have you learned? Like, what are the kids talking to you about? What are some of their biggest concerns and biggest challenges that you're helping them with over the past year? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think I'm starting to realize how much, I mean, I know how much pressure they're under, but I think that the academics, I, I, I work at a very competitive high school academically and sports-wise. I mean, we, you know, our girls lacrosse team alone, the juniors, 
We have D1 commits that don't even see the field. D1 commits that are not even playing. Oh, yeah. Smokes. What? So, yeah. So we've got Brown. I've never heard Brown. of that happening. Yeah. <laughs> D1 commits on the bench. Brown, Villanova, Princeton, Navy. This is, this is, the, the, these girls are hardcore. And the boys too, Princeton, um, Harvard, it's insane. So there's a lot of expectation on these kids. They're also carrying six AP courses. And, you know, the, the expectations and the pressure on them is really, really high. And there is no off time for them. There's no down. Yeah. It's you go from you go from school straight to practice. Then you've got strength and conditioning at night, or you've got your club team travel that you're on year round. And it's, it's, you know, again, back in the day, I mean, I'm, I'm a million years old, but we went from one sport to the next sport. And then, you know, yeah. you're dealing with more injuries than you've ever had before because they're, they're, they're beating themselves up. And I just, I worry about the burnout a lot. I'm noticing a lot of burnout and they look at me and they go, I guess I ask them, like, what do you guys need a day off? Like they, they just want a day off, you know, just like a, just a minute to breathe. So I, I have not figured out what, what strategies I can put, I can help put into place or I can spearhead for them. You know, I'm going to be talking to the coaches. Like you need to give them a mental health day, like in the season, they get a freebie. Yeah. They just at least one where they just say, you know what? I need to go home today. Mm -hmm. I just need to go home. And that's guilt-free. I don't want you going, oh, well, you know, Ange had her mental health day. So hopefully yeah. she's back to, like that sarcasm, you know, they, they, they get that. Like, let's not forget. We're not dealing with babies here. They know, yeah. so they're not going to do it again. If you give them that kind of attitude about it, that's it. They'll, because they do everything for the coach. The coach is God because the coach determines their playing time and it's all about playing time. That's the biggest issue with a lot of the kids today is how do I get more playing time? And how do I, you know, I don't know. It's a tough, so I, I sort of answered your question. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Have you brought up the mental health day with the coaches yet? Is that Not yet. to do? That's, that's my, that's my, that's on my agenda for next year. I, I, I really want, so again, in this position, I'm, it's all brand new and I'm kind of carving it out as I go along, but I, mm -hmm. I want to get some airtime FaceTime with all the coaches and just say, this is what I've learned. And if you want to have an impact on these kids, and I know you do, cause you're not here for the money. I know that you're, you're, you're here to make an impact. And 95% of the coaches are amazing and they're good people. And they do, they, they love the kids, but some of them don't understand the impact of their words and their actions. Some just assume mm -hmm. it's okay. Others don't realize that the kids are coming to me and, and upset about the way coach yelled at me or this, this or that. And listen, I'm all about, you can, you're allowed to get yelled at. This is a varsity sport. This is serious business. We're not going to baby you, but just, you gotta, you gotta listen to what the kids are saying. So I want to get some time with the coaches to sort of train them a little bit on, this is what the new athlete is saying. This is what we're, this is what we're dealing with. Blame it on whatever you want. Blame it on COVID, blame it on social media, but this is reality. So you're either going to, you're going to face reality and, and address it, or you're not going to have a good team. And you're not, you're not going to have, it doesn't matter about winning. It's not about winning. It's no. about effort, you know? So emphasizing those things, like these kids want to know that you saw that they put in the effort. Mm -hmm. like, they're not all rock stars and they know that they tell me I ride the bench. It's fine. I'm cool with that. I just want to be part of the team. 
that's okay too. I go around the room, you guys, and I ask every kid, I ask them in a, in a very serious way, like, why are you here? You could be at the beach. We live around the corner of the beach. You could be home taking a nap. You could be with your girlfriend or your boyfriend, but you're in this room. You're on this team. Why? I want to hear you say it. And they say things like, I want to be with my friends or I've, I love the sport. I've always played or this is, these are great people. And everybody in the room gets to hear them share that, including the coaches. And they're like, wow, you know, they're, they're always like, wow, that's pretty cool to hear them say they love baseball or they love field hockey or they, they love it. And they want to be here. They want to run laps because it means something to them. They want to be in shape. They want to be part of a team. So I think coaches have to listen a little bit to what's what's going on and, and not turn a blind eye, but also, and I'll just add this thing and then I'll, I'll be done. We need to equip them with the skills to have those conversations. In their defense, coaches are not mental, mental health or guidance counselors are trained to have a difficult conversation. Some do it naturally and, and good for them, but not every coach is a, is a high school guidance counselor or a social worker, or, you know, they're just, they're not comfortable being like, Hey, how are you? Because they're afraid of that answer back. And I get that. I, I appreciate that for them. And I want to say you're afraid to ask because what if they say, I'm not okay, coach. I I, I want to hurt myself. Like I really, I'm depressed and I'm sad. They're going to be like, oh crap. Like, what do I do now? So giving those coaches a support like myself mm-hmm. or someone else, like if you have that conversation, this is what you do. A, B, C, you're good. So that will give them some comfort and security in, in having that conversation with the kid so that they're like, all right, if this goes south, I can handle it. You know, Leah gave me some some strategies. I'll be okay. Yeah. We have work to do there too. I, uh, so some of the um, feedback I've been getting from coaches is, is these, like you offer a mental health day, right? And then, so their big thing is like, these kids are throwing around the word anxiety, depression, and how do we really know, like, are, are they? Like, do they really need it? Are they just saying that they have it? How do we really know? And we've, Melissa and I've had the pleasure of speaking to some amazing coaches. And honestly, like they've all said, like, if you have the relationship with the kid, then you know. But if you don't have an environment where you do, then you don't know. And they're taking advantage of you because they don't want to be there. So then look at why they don't want to be there. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's a conversation I want to have with coaches is like, your kid's not going to do that if they respect you and want to be there. That, that raised the white flag moment is because they really need it. If you have a good environment for them to grow in. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. And I never really thought of it that way, but if they're looking to say they have anxiety so that they can get out of practice, what's that about? What are you doing wrong? Right. Why don't they want to be there? Because most kids won't miss for anything. I'm not missing. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, they don't want to miss. They're afraid to miss or they don't want to miss something or they enjoy it. But if they really need a day where they're just like struggle, whatever, for whatever reason, they just need to sleep. They should have that option. You know, they should be able to just say, yeah. I did it all the time as a coach. People would judge me and they'd be like, you're not following your practice plan. I'd be like, no, I'm just going to sleep in the middle of the turf today and get a pinata and eat candy. Yeah. I'd be like, you have a game tomorrow. I'm like, I'm tired too. Like, how do they feel? We're tired. And I just, 
Yeah. We're tired. Everybody's tired. You know, it's hard. And uh, I think there's so much value in it if coaches would take that little step, you know, but, you know, it's a total new transition of thinking. It is. That's a great point. But also, what does that coach demonstrate when they do that? They demonstrate Mm -hmm. that they value mental health. Yes. Okay. So when they demonstrate that they value mental health, a kid is way more likely to come to them Mm -hmm. and say, you know what? I'm I'm not okay lately. I I don't want to play. I'm not eating. I don't want to do it. I want to like all the signs and symptoms, the withdrawal, the the not, you know, all the things that we tell them, they're going to feel comfortable going to that coach because they know the coach has val- has value in that. It's yeah. like you have to demonstrate to the kids that you be- you believe in it and you you know it's real. You know what I mean? Like the coach yes. like, share share a story of your own. Like I, I wish the coaches would say like, listen, when I was playing college ball, I had an injury and it took me out and I was mentally yeah. shot. I didn't yeah. want to be there and I withdrew and I quit and it was a bad time for me. They'll be like, really, coach? You? Yeah, me. Yeah. You know, they, they think we're invincible. And I'm like, yeah. so now it's like, wow, this can happen to anybody. Yes, this can happen to anybody. This doesn't mean you're not good enough. Everybody goes through this. And I think, and Melissa and I talked about this, the fact that now professional athletes, Olympians are coming forward and saying, we struggle too, is hopefully going to change the narrative and, mm-hmm. and, and shift mm-hmm this thinking to, wow, the Michael Phelps and the, you know, Naomi Osaka's and the, and the Simone Biles of the world are struggling with mental health and they're the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, of course it's okay if you're not a hundred percent. So it's, it's, but again, they go back to that conversation, Ange, like you said before, yeah. like, oh, they're just, everybody has anxiety and depression. They're all sad. And, but what's that really about? Like, yeah. What about- and what if you miss that? What if they are saying it and you miss it because you're prejudged because of your ego and you miss that, then you're going to wake up as a coach. You're going to realize it real quick, you know, and I, uh, I feel sorry for the coaches that don't think that that's real. And, um, that's one of my, like our missions is why I'm so passionate about it is, is it's, you know, wake up, you got to wake up. And if you're not doing it for those reasons, then you you really shouldn't do it because you have a job as a coach to take a, 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 take someone's kid in your hands and yeah. you're not it wins big responsibility, responsibility. Yeah, you have is sick like I wouldn't be here without the, those people in my life and so it's very it's it's very emotional for me and I, I really need the coaches I really want to attack that head on because that's it's important mm-hmm. educating them training yeah. And, and listening to them like they yeah. you know, they they want to be heard too they're like they do and they need it you know, and they, they need it too. Like, so it's like, where do you start? <laughs> I, I you just I, start. You just, just dive go. in. You just go. You start just go, go and put one foot in front of the other. And, and that's what I did with this position. I had no idea yep. what to expect or what to do. And there were so many things I want to tackle. I want to tackle the parents. I want to tackle the coaches, the kids, everybody. And it's like, okay, just, just, just do one thing at a time. Yep. Start with the kids get, you know, get to know them, connect with them. And I've had an incredible year doing that. And now it's like, okay, the kids buy in that the coaches will buy and the coaches have to buy in to this because a lot of them yes. don't and they roll their eyes and that that's okay. The, the first step is like, oh, we don't need that. We're, we're good enough because you're, you're saying to them, there's something you're not doing. 
and they yes. don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. Like they're they're listen, we're all athletes, we have egos, we know what it's like, oh, I got this, I can do this. It's like, yeah, but maybe you could do it better. I don't know. Just let me do my thing. I'm not stepping on your toes. I I I support you. So that's another way I come about it. You could do that too. It's like yeah. I tell them, I'm just helping you do your job better. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm supporting you. When I meet with the students, the athletes, I know the coaches. So in the back of my mind, I know, I'm like, and I know the personality. So I support the coaches indirectly. They don't know yes. I'm doing that, but I'm doing it. Does that make yes. sense? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I try and do that and kind of support because they're, like, oh, you know, they always want to bash on the adults. He doesn't understand us. He doesn't, I'm like, does, is that true though? Really? Or are you just blaming him for a lot of things that maybe mm-hmm. you could take some ownership of? Yeah. Stop blaming coach. Coach is doing his job. You know, they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know. So there's a little bit of that too. They are kids after all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you mentioned ownership. Um, I think that that's huge. We are trying to talk about mindset and um, some strategies that people can do, athletes can do, everybody can do to take ownership of what what their mentality is going to be and how they're working on that what are some of the like tools and stories and resources that you're sharing with the kids just like a couple that come to mind when you talk about strategies for mindset with the kids I try to have them always when I meet with them is pick one thing they want to work on right what's the one thing not five things one Mm -hmm. thing whether that's you know, being more, you know, communicating better on the field or getting over it when you make a mistake. That's a big one. It's like, Huge. They make a mistake yeah. and then that is it. They are done. And I, you know, I try and explain to them the impact that has on everybody else. It's not just about you. When you make a mistake and you have an emotional, you know, outburst and you, your body language is, is bad. What is that showing your teammates? Oh boy. Yeah. You know, Melissa's not ready for this. We can't pass to her because she's checked out. That's affecting the entire team. It's 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 not just about you. So it's like taking ownership of your mistake and letting it just moving on. And that's a really, really hard concept to, to do. But when they pinpoint and decide what their one thing is, I want them to have intention all the time. Like, okay, we're going to go to practice today and I'm going to work on this. And then at the end of practice, have a little self-reflection. How did I do with my this, passing better, whatever it is, you know, Speed on the field, yeah. being more aware, focusing. The big thing is focus. I drift off. <laughs> I like, I'm like, okay. Can you do better? Yeah, yeah. I start to, you know, I'm good. And then I, and then I'm drifting. I'm like, they're gone. I'm like, all right, you got to lock in a little bit better. I can do that. So just the, the self-awareness alone, I think is a win. The fact that they're even yeah. thinking about what they're doing. I was like, I'll take that. But, you know, again, then at the end of practice, how did I do with that? Like, whoa, oh, yeah, I did. I started out okay. And then, ooh, I didn't do so great. Checking in with people on your team who you know can give you that accountability. Mm-hmm. Who are your people? Well, you know, oh, you know, this guy's my guy. He's my dude. We always check in on each other. Great. When you make a mistake, look at Ange. And what's Ange going to do? She's going to go, you're good. Let's go. You're good. I got you. Right? That's what they're going to say. You're good. Let it go. We're good. Smile. Oh, really? I'm good. You're good. Let's go. So it's like, you know, they have to learn how to, if they're not alone and it's not just them out there, like use your resources, talk to coach, like, you know, not be just take it and that's it. I made a mistake and it's over for me. I'm never going to go to college. I'm never going to get a scholarship. I'm never going to. 
Like it is catastrophic. It's all like, or nothing. Mm-hmm. It's all or nothing. So, you know, just kind of showing them that, that there's other ways of thinking, Melissa, you know, there's other ways of thinking like, Oh, really? That, you know, I talked to the baseball team. I'm like, if you bat 300, you are in a hall, you're a hall of famer, right? Mm-hmm. That means you're losing 70% of the time. 70% losing. Zero. Yeah. No hit, nothing. They're like, oh my God. So But people don't think about it like that. They don't think about it like that. I blew the baseball team's mind. They were like, whoa. I was like, guys, <laughs> think about that for a second. They're like, yeah, you're right. So it's just, you know, again, broadening their horizons to think about things in a different way. And that and yeah. Question was around. I don't even know what mindset strategies. It's like just teaching them to That's think to think differently, mm-hmm. Melissa. Like just to be aware. And then when one kid says something, it clicks in during practice. Remember, remember what she talked about. You know, be like a goldfish and forget your mistakes. Like they they remind each other, which is cute because they can like teach each other. And I always say this thing: don't say dumb stuff out loud. Like don't say things out loud. They could come to fruition when you say negative things and you verbalize them, it's like you're bringing focus and attention to the wrong thing. So they always like, you know, remind me in the hallways, don't say dumb stuff out loud, Miss Jansen, I remind, I never do it, you know, so it's cute. And that's true too. I think that there's been studies in psychology, the things that you focus on, like if you say, I I don't want to miss this ball. Yeah. You think about the word miss. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I don't want to strike out. I don't want to strike out. I'm going to catch it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, I ever say what you don't I like. use that body language, um, kind of tip and yeah. like resilience for the goalies that I coach, because, uh, you are going to let balls in in practice and games yep. and maybe you feel terrible. Um, maybe it was a stupid mistake. Maybe it was a great ball. It doesn't a great goal. It doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. but what is going to matter is how are you reacting to that with your body and your communication? As soon as that ball is restarted, if you have your head down and you're moping around, like what does that communicate to your teammates about how they should also be reacting to that and how are they going to bounce back? And they had never thought about it from their teammates perspective. It was all about like them and how they actually felt. So I would talk to them about being more of a leader. And even if you don't feel like you can immediately start communicating right when that ball's restarted, do it. You have to do it anyway. It's we talk about, I agree with you a thousand percent. And it's, it's again, a hard concept to, to understand because they're so in their head. So as soon as they make a mistake, mm-hmm. they're like, it's all consuming. All they're thinking about is, I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe I let another yeah. goal in. Now we're down three, nothing. We're going to lose the whole thing. And it's this, yep. this downward spiral. So I tell the kids, think of a, a word that you can use to re- reset yourself. The girls softball team, they do the glove. They take the, their, their, batting gloves and they, they make that noise it's like erase you know if you're in the outfield cool. take some dirt take some grass rip it up throw it like done mm-hmm. just breathe in and breathe out when you breathe out it's gone and look mm-hmm. here's the thing it's not going to happen overnight i tell them you have to practice this in practice you have to do it all the time it just doesn't show up on game day i'm just going to forget every mistake and i'm going to have this great body language it's like practice these strategies what's your reset word it's one kid had some weird word he had like pineapple my mom always said okay pineapple so when you, i swear to god he said pineapple was his word he's a volleyball player i said okay Why if not? You, shank, you shank a ball 
pineapple and it's over. And he's like, yeah, yeah, pineapple. Great. Whatever it takes. I don't care. You know, write it on your stick, on your glove, like breathe, reset. One girl said clean slate. That was her word. You know, clean slate, clean yeah. slate. See the ball, hit the ball, see the ball, hit the ball. I said, you have to come up with your own your own strategies, but these are things they've never heard before. You know, they've never really thought about and actually put it into play. It's like, just like, oh, okay. So we have to start small with them and really simple, simple, simple ideas, things that they can master, then build on that. Yeah. And it can make all the difference. Um, a lot of younger goalies that I coach, they think about the goal that was scored in the first 10 minutes of the game, the entire rest of the game. So we work on this mindset of the time that it hits the backboard to when it's restarted at the 50, you have that time. You have that 10 seconds to think, what was the breakdown in the field? What should I have maybe communicated earlier? Or was I not on angle? Evaluate it. And then I, I say, we put it in a box and we put it on the shelf. Once it's restarted, it's zero, zero. And then after the game, we can take it off the shelf, like coach player, and we can talk about it. But during okay. the whole rest of the game, it's 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 boxed up. It's tough for them to do that, to really let it go and be be 100%. It's tough for everyone. It is tough for everyone. But you practice it, and then you can oh. you can maybe feel the benefit of, of trying that and figure out what works for you. Right. I want to go back to what you said about pressure, because I'm really curious about where this pressure is coming from and like how it's changed over time, like through generations and academic, athletic. Is that pressure coming from, you know, teachers, coaches, college coaches, parents themselves? What do you think? I have a couple thoughts on that. And I think it's 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 coming from a bunch of different places. Like, I think kids feel like my parents have paid for all these camps and coaches mm. and traveling with me they've sacrificed so much even though they don't realize it they it, like I have to be as good as they 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 put all this work into me how could I not be good um I, so I think that's one piece of it that I know I didn't have growing up like that wasn't an, an issue um and they're always every parent is at every game watching their, their friends all have this expectation there's so much hype around them Oh, she's really, you know, so they feel like they have to live up to that. They, they feel like they have to be perfect a lot of the times. Like there's this pressure to perform and to show how good you are because you've been, you've been playing lacrosse since you're a fetus. Like around here, they grow up, they born with a stick in their hands. Like it's, are you it's, near John Gordon school? No. Do you know John oh, Gordon? Yes, of course. I know John Gordon and I'm right next door to where John Gordon grew up. Smith town east high school in fact they just beat us in lacrosse the other day okay so, yes, i'm from the same place and it is live there's a man right now writing a book on my high school's lacrosse legacy of 53 years of a yeah. percentage every year yeah. they've won they've had a win it's insane so it's insane. sorry to interrupt you no you're you're right john gordon. had to know if you were near john gordon's i am near john okay and it's like insane how much, so back to your question about this pressure. I also think that social media plays a role because they see all these people doing all these great things and they want to do it too. Well, why can't I go here and play lacrosse? I've been So they have this image in their mind of what they can do because they're seeing other people do it. And it's like that, again, it's a little bit of a perfectionistic sort of attitude about well, I, why can't I, I should be able to, I'm talented. They've been told since they're a kid that how great they are. You know, there's a lot of that too. Like that, let's just weave that into as parents, 
these parents tell their kids they do everything for their kids like you know and it's it's good and it's bad you know it's good to build your kid up and tell them how great they are but it's it it can have a you know it can backfire if you're not if your kid is messing up and you're not you know if they if they don't do well and you get upset with them what is that what message is that giving them so i think that's there's a, a couple of reasons the things that might be contributing to that pressure academically too it's like it's more is not always better that's the mm -hmm. that's the truth. And here where I am, it's more APs, more extracurriculars, more SAT prep, more, more run on the weekends, lift on your own. What are every minute should be consumed by something? And that we are contributing to burnout culture. That's my fear. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we have to we have to take care of these kids and you know, not shame them if they need a break. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I need a break. I need a break. And that's I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that. I'm like, I need a timeout. Yeah. <laughs> I need a timeout. I want to talk about some of your um like current athletic stuff that you have going on. But before we switch, Ange, do you have more questions about the kids and coaching and stuff like that? No, I was just gonna ask her the question about like the mindset and mentality and mental health as we keep learning about the differences amongst the three, like how would you describe the three of them? And then I was going to talk about her as an athlete, because I'd like to know how to run for more than one minute, but you know, yeah. that's fine too. So right. we've been asking everybody like questions? mindset, mentality, everybody throws these words around and then the umbrella of mental health. How would you differentiate between the two? You know, I look at mindset simply as how you react to a situation, your mm -hmm. mindset about a bad math grade, right? Yeah. You have a mindset, a, your mindset about how your friend just treated you in the cafeteria. Like yeah. it's either your mindset is, oh my gosh, she hates me. And now everybody hates me and no one's going to be my friend and I'm going to die alone. That's mm -hmm. you know, one mindset or it's like, you know what? Like maybe she's having a bad day and let me give her some space and I'll talk to her about it later. You know, the growth mindset versus fixed mindset, which we hear that yes. all the time. But I think there's a lot to that. It sounds, you know, my kids roll their eyes because they hear it in like fifth grade health. You know, they're like, oh my God, growth mindset, fixed mindset. I'm like, no, but it's, <laughs> it's important to have that, like to understand it. And I want to teach them what an elite mindset is. Like an elite mindset is like, okay, I made a mistake and I owned it. I told, you know, my goalie, uh, defense that's on me I let her go by that's on me I didn't slide whatever it was sorry that's on me own it don't try and deflect it there's so much blame like there's so much blame on refs like you see your the parents do this oh that ref made so many bad calls no you you got you got a charge you got you got a foul for that's okay like you're playing the game the best you can. Everybody's going to make a mistake. It's not a big deal. Don't blame the ref. Own it. So, you know, mindset, I think, is a lot of that. And that goes across the board. That's not just sports. That's everything. Like, yeah. and we, you know, we, we try our best with mindset. It's a work in progress always. It's like a continuum. Mm -hmm. You know, mentality, I think, is similar. What's your mentality about, like, are you a positive person? Or are you kind of like you're seeing the glass half full all the time or half empty? It's like, oh, we're going to lose. We lost to them last time that's not how you approach this. It's like, okay, but we, what are our strengths? We have this, we have this, and we have this. All right, let's use those and lead with our strengths and not dwell on what we're, well, oh, our best defender is sick today. She's injured. She's out. Okay. So this team is stacked. You know, this. someone's going to step up. They know, mm -hmm. oh yeah, you're right. You know, like 
the mentality is always like sometimes they're looking for an out or an excuse as to why they're not going to perform when the team's going to lose. Yeah. Um, mental health is, is, is a really, again, like you said before, it's a very hot topic. It's, it's yeah. not as understood as people, you know, it doesn't just mean you're depressed. It's like your mental health can shift today. I can have a great mental health day tomorrow. I might feel really down. Like I'm just talking about me, like really overwhelmed and upset and just like things aren't going my way. And what do I do? Like I, I have to have strategies in place for when you're mental health. Like what, you know, I talk to my kids as a guidance counselor. I'm like, what are things that we have to interrupt the pattern, right? If the pattern of thinking is spiraling downward, how can you disrupt that? What helps you? I like, I need to move my body, right? That's me. I figured out what, what I have anxiety too. Like we all have it. What do I do? I need to go outside. I need to play with my dog. I need to go for a walk. I need to list, watch a funny video, something that's going to disrupt me. What is your thing? The kid's like, oh, I, I like to write. I like to journal. Great. Do that. Phone a friend. Call somebody. You know, figure out what, have a list of things that you could do to go to when you're in that moment. Don't just sit in it. And, and But be, again, if your mentality is positive and your mindset is good, you're like, I'm going to pull myself out of this. I have to do it too. It's in, and I share that with them. I go, you think I'm happy mood all the time? I've got my moments too, but I know I've learned and figured out and I've experimented with what helps me. I need to go outside. My husband will look at me and say, he can see when I'm in a funk. He's like, what's the matter? I'm like, I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. Have you had your workout yet today? And I'm like, no. He's like, you need to go do that. Mm -hmm. You need to do that. that that's going to help your mental health. So we have these, I have these conversations with kids about their mental health. And I ask them sometimes about their sport. Does your sport hurt your mental health or help it? And like, like most of the time it helps me to be, to run outside with the track team, be with, you know, be outside with friends laughing. But then when I get that pressure, when it's game day or race day, I get really nervous. I'm like, okay, well, we can work on that. So just again, having them just think about things that they've never really questioned. They've never asked themselves. Yeah. Long answer to the question. I don't no, it's <laughs> great. Definitely great. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> How did you get started in endurance sports? That's a great question because I didn't do any of the sports <laughs> as a kid. As a kid, I played volleyball, tennis, basketball, softball. Those were my main sports. So everything just I did, oh, just a few. Everything I did was <laughs> eye hand coordination. Everything. It was catching, throwing, seeing the ball, hitting the ball, connecting, all of them. So I never swam, biked, or ran a mile in my life. So that's the ironic part to the whole thing is that I never did any of these growing up. But I think that actually benefited me because I wasn't burnt out on running or track workouts or, you know what I mean, swimming. It was all new to me. So I I didn't do anything for a long time uh, in my 20s and in my 30s. I just had children literally for 10 years. I just birthed babies and didn't, didn't do much. I ran a little bit just to kind of lose weight. I would just run around the neighborhood. I didn't, you know, have any kind of time. And then I was doing CrossFit, believe it or not. I turned 40. My daughter was only one. I had her when I was 39 change. So I, you know, I've been out of the game a long time. I started doing CrossFit and I was like, wow, I love this. Like, this is awesome. I'm competitive. I love that. You know, I always loved competition and I liked tennis because it was a, a, an individual sport. And I really enjoyed that as well as the, the, you know, the team sports. So then I did a run with the CrossFit team one day. We did like a 5K and I did really well. They're like, you can run. I'm like, I can. Oh, all right, cool. Like who knew? So then next thing you know, I'm running a 10K and then I'm running a half marathon and I did a half marathon. They were like, 
I think you could qualify for something with that. I'm like, qualify? What are you talking? I had no idea. I didn't know anything about sport, you know, running. So I, I decided to sign up for a marathon. I ran a marathon. I was 42. I didn't know anything about it. And I qualified for Boston, the Boston Marathon at my first marathon. And people wow. were that's ridiculous. Like, where did you come from? Like, I don't know. I didn't know, Andrew. I, I, I never ran. It was like, I didn't know anything about it. What's the Boston qualifier time? Well, at the time, it's by your age. I ran a 339 at the time. So I think, what? which was, I guess, good. I didn't even know what good was, you guys. That's how, how inexperienced Yeah, that's was. really good. And then everybody said, oh, you should do triathlon. I'm like, I don't swim. I never swam a lap in a pool in my life like literally. And I don't swim. I live on an Island, which is very, I live, I'm surrounded by water, but I don't like to get in the water. So, but you know, here's the thing about being an athlete. It's like the challenge was really exciting to me. I'm like, you know what? I'm learning a new sport and I suck at it. And I tell kids, sometimes you have to suck for a little while and Mm -hmm. that, but that, you know, fuels you to get better. And that learning curve is so steep in the beginning. So I learned how to swim. And at 43, I did my first triathlon, which was a sprint triathlon. Three years later, I qualified for the Ironman in Hawaii. Three wow. years later, I got to Kona, which wow. was like insane. Like, it was a dream. It was a dream come true. And I did. I came in second at an Ironman in Tennessee, and I got punched my ticket to Kona and went there in October. And that was like. So I tell people, it can be done. I'm not a special athlete. I was not a D1 college recruit. Never did that. Didn't do any of that. But I worked every day at it, and I still do. And I believe that it was possible. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to outwork everybody. I'll just, but I have four kids and a full-time job. So I said, I have an hour today for my workout. I am damn well going to make that hour count. That is going to be the best hour because that's all I had. Like, I was like, I got to go and I got to do what I got to do. So having less time probably helped me in a weird way. Cause I was like, I got to get it done and it's got to be good. Cause that's all I'm, I'm, I may not get tomorrow's workout. It may not happen. So I learned how to really I always say this to the kids as well as everybody else. I practice the way I want to perform. Like I push myself when I work out. I don't, I don't sandbag anything. Like no one's watching. I tell them nobody cares what I do in my run by myself. No one cares. No one's watching. I don't have coaches. I don't have a scholarship. It doesn't matter. I do it for me. I do it for Mm -hmm. me. Why do you do it? I said, I do it because I want to see what I'm capable of me. It's a, you know, so I try and teach, I, I ask the kids like, again, why are you here? And I'm like, guys, why do I do Ironmans? Do they pay me? No. Am I sponsored? No. Do I have to pay my own way? Yes. So then why the heck would anybody torture themselves to do that? Because I want to see what I'm capable of. I want to be proud of me. Again, it's like that self-worth. It's it's so important that they lock in on that. Do it for you. Do it because you want to see how good you can get. And can I, you know, so that drives me even today. I tell them what drives me. I share with them. This is what drives me. What drives you? Mm-hmm. Figure it out. What's your why? If you don't know what your why is. My why, you know, I did a 50 mile ride this morning. I don't have, to, I'm not even trained. I do it because I want to. Wow. It means 50 mile ride or run? Ride. ride. I did a 50, no, I did a 50K in March. I did a 50K, my first 50K, which is 31 mile run. So, I did that because I wanted to, I wanted to see if I could do it, you know? So again, I share that with the kids. I'm always talking about my experience as an athlete because it's similar. I mean, I'm I'm not a kid. I said, I'd kill to go to practice every day after school. You're so lucky you get to do this. Have some gratitude about it. And they do, they get that. They're like, we love it. I'm like, I get it. So that's a little bit of my journey as an athlete. It's it's somewhat interesting because it's like a complete 
different. I played tennis locally, like competitively, but then I just started getting into running and I love to, it's, I tell the kids too, it's, it's a gift that it was given to me that I can do these endurance sports and it's just not, not easy for me, but it, it pretty much, it's, it's what I was built to do. So when I'm running, I tell myself when I was in Hawaii running marathon, it was 99 degrees. I'm like, you were born to do this. You were built for this. You're a runner and do your thing. That was like my mantra over and over in my head. They're like, did you have music? I'm like, no, I wasn't allowed to have music. They're like, oh my God, how did you run for four hours? With no music? <laughs> you repeat the same thing over and over. So I teach them like, <laughs> that's what drives me is I had to repeat a phrase over and over because I had no music in my ear. So I just had my head and I have to feed myself with positive things or I would have just would have walked the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah imagine if like you that. didn't have that positive record going, how, what I a said, different experience it could it, be. I made a decision when I was running in, in Hawaii. I said, you're not going to stop this whole marathon. You're going to run the whole thing because you're a runner and that's what you do. You're a runner and that's what you do. You can run all day. Now, now do it. And I kept saying that. Over Stay it like it's a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. This is what you do. You run, you can do this all day. So, you know, and I share that with the kids. Like, what's your, you know, what's your mantra? What do you say to yourself? Like, think about that. But that's a little advanced, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> So what's next on your dream list? Like, do these races kind of pop up and you like put in the work and you qualify to like people suggest different events? I qualified to race in Finland this summer, but I'm not going to go because it's just a lot logistically to do that. And, you know, I have family and others, but I was going to go, I was planning on going, but like they have the, so the Ironman world championships is in Hawaii, but the half Ironman world championships changes venues every year. And this year it was in Finland. And I was like, Oh, I really want to go. Cause sometimes it's New Zealand. And, but I, I decided I'm not, you know, I had such a big year with Kona and going to Hawaii that I said, let's just take a little bit of break of a break uh, with racing, but we're, I'm going to do the half Ironman. They have a new half Ironman on Jones beach, which, you know, Jones beach, I'm sure you've heard of that. So yes really cool it's brand new so everybody on the island is doing it so that'll be fun that's in september and then i'm running the new york city marathon in november just because it's awesome and doing boston in april boston marathon again that'll be my sixth boston and i just love that i just love running and i want to do some more ultras i want to do a 50 miler but you know you got to be careful just got to make sure you do it. You know, I don't want to break down. I want to do this until I'm 90. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the the business or what I'm doing with the kids, I want to bring it to more schools. I I, I did their uh, local news, News 12 did a piece on me last week. And I said to the kids, I go, like, why is it they doing this? I'm like, I want the message to be other school districts should have someone like me in place, whether it's a guidance counselor, a coach, a health teacher, a PE teacher find someone who wants to do this kind of work with the kids and let's, let's spread it all over. And they were like, Oh, that's, you know, the kids are like, that's cool. So, and I'm having other school districts are reaching out to me. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want help on how to set your yours up in your school district, give me a ring and I'd be happy to, to help you kind of set it up. I'm, I'm learning as I go. And I, you know, I almost want to show the kids also, I don't have all the answers guys. I don't know what I'm doing but you just got to go. You just got to do it. And it, and then the hows will reveal themselves. You just have to take one foot from the other, put it and just move. And the action will give you the answers you need. So I, I feel like I would never ask the kids to do anything I wouldn't be willing to do myself. Mm-hmm. I'm in it just as much as they are. So, and I think that is what 
the kids really relate to is when they believe and they trust you. If they trust you, they'll connect with you and then they'll, they'll come to you. And we just need more boots on the ground, more people out there who are listening to them and not condemning them all the time because they're on their phone too much and you are on TikTok too much. Like, stop. Like yeah. I have three teenagers. Like I know what they're doing. And you know, my son came home last night and we, he was out with the track team. He's on the track team. He goes, you guys are chill. Cause we're like, not, I'm not busting his chops about where he is or what he's doing. I said, I trust you. You come, you, you tell us what you need. You need us to come pick you up. You're in an unsafe place. No questions asked. You know, we, we get it. We're trying to be good parents, but also listening and, and realistic. Let's be realistic, but they want to condemn them all the time. You can't, the kids see you a mile away. And they're like, this lady's never going to get me. But if you listen and you show them that you really care and you get it, it goes a long way. And I think that's how we're going to save kids. That's how we're going to do it. But being like, trying to be one of them. We are one of them. We're just advanced versions. We've just told ourselves experiences that, uh, stories that we shouldn't have told ourselves. So we ultimately are one of them. And that's what we've done. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oldest teenager on the block. Yep. Yeah, I'm a new kid on the block. <laughs> yeah, I like that better than the oldest teenager. <laughs> you guys, just 50. <laughs> I don't say that ever. I don't tell them all that. They would, they would not know what to do with that information. They don't even know what that is. No, stop. I'm 46. We're, we're kids. As my dad is. <laughs> I'm just getting started. Yeah, he's 82. He's like, oh, you're a baby. I'm like, yeah. Like, ah, you're a baby. You're That's awesome. He looks, he laughs. I go, okay. Uh, it's all good, right? Yeah. So we always end our podcast with like our ultimate question. What are you all in for? How could you put that all in a sentence, Leah? <laughs> That's a tough one. What am I all in for? I am all in for whatever's next for me. Whatever things present themselves to me, I'm going to just not question it, just be all in and not, I tend to just try and think around it, you know, try and analyze everything and I think I just need to listen to what the universe is sort of saying to me. Just keep going in this direction. Be all in on your passion. Don't question, is it going to be this or that? Don't worry about what it's going to be. Just do it. You know, I think it's easier said than done. And everyone says, oh, just do it. It's, it's not that simple sometimes where we get our own way. Uh, I get my own way all the time. I try and, oh, how can I figure it out and do it better? It's like, no, just do it and stop mm -hmm. trying to make it perfect. Be messy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just be messy sometimes. Messy's okay. Um, do it messy. And so I always used to say, I'll leave you with this. When I played tennis, I was not the best tennis player, but I would win because I just would never give up. And it was winning ugly. Like I won ugly. It just wasn't pretty, but I got it done. And I used to say to the kids, like, I was not, it didn't look great. Even my running, like if you see me, I don't look like I'm anything special, but I'm never going to give up. So I think I'm going to put that same mentality towards what I'm doing in this endeavor. I'm just going to keep moving, never give up. And if it's ugly sometimes, it's okay. It doesn't have to be pretty all the time. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. End of story. Go all in. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of All In Chronicles with Big Ange. We hope you enjoyed listening and you're inspired to champion your mentality please consider subscribing to our podcast and leaving a review. Subscribing helps us reach more people and grow our community. Plus, you'll be notified when we release new episodes. To learn more, connect with us, or buy Empowering Apparel, visit our website at 
www.allinathletes.org. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, stay all in to be your best.